Ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. <laughs> hey, Parasite Podcast fans, we have a special treat for you. As you know, this is our off week, but we thought we'd share a bonus article with you from November 24th, 1861. This is the murder of Nancy Keenan by her son, Edward Keenan, as reported by the Hamilton Times. November 16, 1861. We have just received the following particulars of a fearful tragedy in Milton from our Milton correspondent under yesterday's date. One of the most dreadful murders that ever took place in this part of the country occurred in the town of Milton on the 14th, which resulted in a young man killing his mother. The deed was perpetrated at the residence of Mr. James Keenan, a miserable hovel situated at the southeast corner of the town. The family in which the scene took place consisted of the old man, his wife, and two sons, Edward and James. Edward is the one charged with committing so horrible a crime, and from his past conduct and the general character that he bore seemed the most capable of transacting such a deed, for a more unscrupulous, worthless, and drunken vagabond perhaps does not exist in the country. According to the old man's account, he and his younger son James were working at some distance in the country and left the older son Edward at home with his mother. Upon returning home in the evening and entering the house, he observed his wife standing by the stove, apparently in good health. He had not, however, been in the house more than a minute when she placed her hand against her forehead and fell against the stove. On recovering herself, she fell across it a second time, cutting and bruising her face. He and his younger son then carried her to bed. She complained of being unwell, and he gave her several drinks of water. He did not think her dangerous until daylight the next morning, when she told him she felt like dying. He then went for a physician, but just returned with one in time to see her breathe her last. However, little reliance can be placed upon his statement, as he gave several accounts, and the statement rendered by his youngest son, when compared with that of his, is of the most conflicting character each evidently endeavoring to conceal the truth to shield the elder son, Edward. During the day, when the old man and younger son were absent, several of the neighbors heard the elder son, Edward, and his mother quarreling and fighting in a boisterous manner. Thinking it was only a drunken brawl among the family, which was by no means of rare occurrence, little attention was paid to the affair, until the next day, when her death was reported and foul play suspected. An inquest was held by Dr. Freeman, coroner, and a post-mortem examination demanded, which was conducted by Dr. Buck. Upon examining the body, it was found beaten, bruised, and cut in a horrible manner. The whole side, from the shoulder to the hip, was beaten almost to a jelly, besides several wounds on the arms and a frightful cut above the left eye, some three or four inches in length. Upon removing the top of the cranium, the vessels of the dura mater were found gorged with blood and other effects, which went to show clearly that the wounds received were the cause of death. The jury, upon hearing the medical testimony and the evidence of several witnesses who heard the son and mother quarreling and the exceedingly violent language used, returned the following verdict. 
We, on hearing the evidence adduced by several witnesses, have come to the conclusion that Nancy Keenan came to her death on the morning of the 14th of November by injuries received from her son Edward Keenan, and that James Keenan Sr. and James Keenan Jr. are acting as accomplices by endeavoring to conceal the truth. The old man and the two sons were committed to jail to await their trial at the Spring Assizes. Whether the old man and younger son are any more implicated in the affair than endeavoring to conceal the truth and protect the elder son does not yet appear. The old man was overheard warning the young boy to be careful in giving evidence and to state that his mother received her injuries by falling upon the stove. Otherwise, perhaps, Edward would be hung. The dress which she had on at the time she received the injuries was found hid in the garden, torn to tatters, and covered with blood. No doubt they had changed the dress to elude suspicion. During the whole proceedings of the inquest, Edward manifested the most perfect indifference. Even when on his road to jail, he commenced whistling and singing a slow tune, as entirely regardless of the consequences as a wild beast from the forest. Since the writing above, I hear that the young boy has stated that his brother Edward was the cause of his mother's death, and that he had beaten her almost to death when he and his father returned home. Okay, that's it. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next week. Bye. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. <laughs>